Peace and blessings, family. Thank you so much for tuning in to another segment with Malaka Araya to the remnant. And I greet you with Shalom, Shalom, Salama, Salam Alaikum. All right, y'all, and all that good stuff, right? And all that good stuff, right? Okay, family, so we are still on our journey through the book of Genesis, a.k.a. Bereshit, and now we are on chapter 11. And so, now y'all know I used the Version Bible app, right? And I'm not even going to hold y'all up like 41 days ago, literally 41 days ago today, I had decided to start a plan to read the entire Bible in one year, okay? So, uh, for those of you that have been following I am, um, I just completed, um, Genesis 10, right? And now we're in, uh, Genesis chapter 11, Bereshit 11. And the funny thing about it is, um, on the Bible plan, it takes us through, uh, Bereshit chapter 11 verses 1 through 27, and then it, uh, takes us to, um, first chronicles so i'm gonna do it in that order right here on the podcast and prayerfully i will read some every day and guess what if i miss a day i'm gonna have to play catch up so if i miss a day that means uh when i do pick up i have to read uh extra i have to read double time right all right y'all and this is just me holding myself accountable holding myself accountable to myself and holding myself accountable to you as well all right family so after the daily prayer we're gonna get into this thing and today where we reading from we're gonna read from the sefer and then we're going to read from the kjv all right let's do it and um the that was my drum roll just in case you didn't know all right family let's get into this daily prayer first and foremost all right and here's one of my favorites to be honest one of my favorite daily prayers provided in the sefer reads as follows hear now and do yasharal yahuwah your alahayim yahuwah is one and you shall love yahuwah your Alahayim, with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all yourself. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. In the name of Yahusha or Yahushai Hamashayach. Blessed are you, Yahweh, for, no, of the armies. Again, blessed are you, Yahweh, of the armies, creator of the heavens and the earth. The Alahayim of Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, our Alahayim, the Holy One of Yasharal, my Alua, and my salvation, for giving us the spirit of unity in Yahweh. Hallelujah. Let's go. Shema Yasharal, Yahuwah Alahayinu, Yahuwah Achad. U ahavda yahua alahaika bekole lababka bekole nefeshka bekole meorga be ahabaka erika gamoka 
Vehashem Yahusha Hamashayak Barukata Yahua Sebaot Baraha Shamayim Veha Aretz Alahaikem Shal Abraham Yitzhak Ve Yaakov Alahainu Ve Alkharosh Echad Yashara Alua Veashai Ashar Natan Lanu Haruak Yachad Ve Yahua Aman. All right, y'all. Let's go. We are now in Bereshit chapter 11. And I did say I was going to be reading from the Sefer and the KJV. But now, which of uh, the translations of the colonizers I'm going to read? And that is going to be today. Hmm. The Latin Vulgate. Let's do it. All right, family, and just really quickly, just in case uh, some of you are wondering, why is she reading from the Latin Vulgate, or depending on the segment, why is she reading from the Septuagint? Um, and it's because, you know, it's, it's really just for educational sake, um, to see how the people that came in and uh, destroyed Jerusalem, defiled our altars, um, and put a religion in place of our truth and culture. And our truth and culture is we are the Israelite children of Father Abraham. We are the chosen seed of Yahuwah, the chosen seed, the apple of his eye. Okay, we were not Roman. We were not Greek. We were and are Yesharalites. The scriptures that we read are originally uh, Ebrite text, okay? Some would even say Hebrew, right? From what? The children of Eber, okay? So it's just, it's just, um, it's very interesting to me to, to read uh, how they translated our texts into their language and then into English, okay? So it's really for educational purposes, for comparison's sake, uh, that I am reading from these translations right now. All right, family? So anyway, here we go. Genesis chapter 11, um, translated in the Latin Vulgate. And you know what, family? Let's not. Let's not do the Vulgate today because if I'm not mistaken, I did do chapter 10 in the Vulgate, okay? So let's go on over to the Greek Septuagint, uh, and this is the Brinson's translation of the Greek Septuagint, okay? Let's do it. All right, Bereshit, chapter 11, Brinson's Septuagint translation, and it reads, The Tower of Babel, all the earth was one lip, and there was one language to all. And it came to pass, as they moved from the east, they found a plain in the land of Sinir, or Sinar. Hold on, let me fix my font a little bit. And they dwelt there. Verse 3. And a man said to his neighbor, Come, let us make bricks and make them with fire. And the brick 
was to them for stone, and their mortar was bitumen. And they said, Come, let us build to ourselves a city and tower, whose top shall be to heaven. And let us make to ourselves a name, before we are scattered abroad upon the face of all the earth. And the Most High came down to see, and here in this it says the Lord, and the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men built. And the Lord said, Behold, there is one race and one lip of all, and they have begun to do this, and now nothing shall fail from them of all that they may have undertaken to do. Come, and having gone down, let us there confound their tongue, that they may not understand each the voice of his neighbor. And the Lord scattered them thence over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city and the tower. On this account, its name is called Confusion, because the Lord confounded the languages of all the earth, and thence the Lord scattered them upon the face of all the earth. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to, again, I've done it. I did it in a previous segment. But again, in this segment, family, I want to give you guys the definition of Lord. Okay? So that you can um, reason within yourselves if we are to call our master, our savior, or even our father, Lord. Okay, so here we go. I went um, on and and I said, you know, meaning of the name Lord, right? Uh, in my Google search. And this is one of the things that came up. It says, Loaf Keeper. Lord is a boy's name of British origin. While it might make you think of noble leaders and elite aristocrats, the name actually means Loaf Keeper, L-O-A-F, like a loaf of bread, it means loaf keeper. Stemming from Germanic customs, the Lord's role was to provide food and provisions for their followers. But let's keep on. Let's, Let's just dig a little bit more. So I clicked on another um, link that says, where does the name Lord come from? According to the Oxford Dictionary of English, the etymology of the word can be traced back to the Old English word Holiford, which originated from Holif Wirad, meaning loaf, ward, or bread keeper, reflecting the Germanic tribal custom of a chieftain providing food for his followers. Okay. So, how did the Christians begin to call the Father, the creator of all things, merely Lord? Hmm? So, 
Now let's look up the definition. What do they have here as the definition of the word Lord? Let's go. I'm typing it in. I hope you guys are getting something from these um, these readings. Um, as I've gone, you know, I brought us back, brought us back to uh, Genesis. Oh boy, you over there hocking and hocking. Can you close that door? Mommy's on. Um, I'm recording. All right. Um, okay. So definition of Lord. Okay. It says someone or something having power, authority, or influence, a master or ruler. So yes, yes, our father is a master, right? Yes, he is a ruler, but he is more than Lord, okay? He is more than a Lord. He is the father, the creator and the sustainer of all things. Uh, here's one of the definitions here. It says, uh, act in a superior or domineering manner toward someone. That's when you lord over someone, right? And the other one says, uh, number two, archaic. It says, confer the title of lord upon. Sir Caldwaller, plead well as dear Lately, lorded, whatever. Anyway, that's that didn't even make sense to me. But let's keep going, y'all. I just wanted to. I just wanted to um just give us a little bit on that word, Lord, because it just it makes my ears cringe when I hear people just you know say the Lord this and the Lord that. There are many lords. I have a land lord that has to be paid rent to. I will not reduce my father, the creator and sustainer of all things. I would not reduce him to just being called Lord. Okay. Um, and so we see here in the Greek Septuagint or Septuagint that they call him just Lord. And I'm going to tell you why he's not there. Uh, most high. He wasn't there most high. These people were converts into a culture that had nothing to do with them. These people were worshipers of Adonis, Zeus, the sun, the moon. They were worshipers of everything other than Yahuwah Alahayim. Okay? And so here's their version of our texts. All right? So I'm going to keep going. Verse 10. The genealogy from Shem to Abram. And these are the generations of Sem. And Sem, and you see they call it Sem. And, and it's funny because they know, they know, they know the truth, right? Um the sub the subtitle says Genealogy from Shem, S-H-E-M, to Abram, A-B-R-A-M. And then it goes into the text to call him Sem when they clearly know that his name is Shem, right? All right. Anyway, verse 10. And these are the generations of Sem. Okay, and I have to do it. So I believe that um, these are the descendants of the Semites. And I, I do not argue with anybody 
um, when, you know, they claim to be Semitic because I am Shemitic and there is a difference. All right. Anyway, okay. Let me read. I don't want to make this segment longer than it should be. All right. Verse 10. And these are the generations of Sem. And Sem was a hundred years old when he begot Arphaxad, the second year after the flood. And Sem lived after he had begotten Arphaxad five hundred years and begot sons and daughters and died. And Arphaxad lived a hundred and thirty-five years and begot Cain. Now, this is not the Cain that we read about that slayed his brother Abel. Y'all know how we have, um, we, we name children after, you know, other family members that lived before them and things like that, okay? So I just don't want anybody to be like, wait a minute. Our facts that I had Cain, I thought Adam had Cain. <laughs> okay, um, verse 13. Verse 13. And it actually says Canaan, all right? But again, this is not the Canaan that came from uh, Japheth, all right? So just follow. Anyway, and our facts side lived after he had begotten Canaan 400 years and begot sons and daughters and died. And Canaan lived 130 years and he begot and he begot Salah and Canaan lived after he had begotten Salah 330 years and begot sons and daughters and died. And I'm going to tell y'all here. So we have Canaan spelled two different ways and they're talking about the same person. We have it spelled C-A-I-N-A-N and then we have it spelled C-A-N-A-A-N. All right. So I just wanted to point that out. But they're talking about the same person right here in this text. Um, okay, so, uh, and Canaan lived after he had begotten Salah 330 years and begot sons and daughters and died. And Salah lived 130 years and begot Heber. Okay. And Salah lived after he had begotten Heber. 330 years and begot sons and daughters and died. And Heber lived 134 years and begot Peleg, or it says here, Phaleg. And Heber lived after he had begotten Phaleg 270 years and begot sons and daughters and died. And Phaleg lived 130 years and begot Ragwa, wait, Ragu, R A G A U, Ragu, and Phileg lived after he had begotten Ragu two hundred and nine years and begot sons and daughters and died, and Ragu lived an hundred thirty and two years and begot Saruk, and Rau died, I mean, lived, sorry, and Rau. And so here, first they spell his name R-A-G-A-U, and then they go on and spell his name R-A-A-U. See what happens when you are translating things from other people's languages that had nothing originally to do with you? We had nothing to do with these people other than the fact that they came in and sacked our land, defiled our temples and our altars, but they would not have been able to do that if we would have continued 
in the way. Okay? But that's that's the talk for another time. Let's just read. And Raul lived after he had begotten Saruk 207 years and begot sons and daughters and died. And Saruk lived 130 years and begot Nahor. And Saruk lived after he had begotten Nahor 200 years and begot sons and daughters and he died. Son, I need you to run to the store. Sorry, y'all. Let's go for a song break and I'll be right back. We are still in Genesis chapter 11, verses 24. We'll be coming up uh, and we're reading from the Brenton's Septuagint translation. This is Yano by Julie E. Gordon.
fire, 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 fire. Yeah, no. Yes, indeed. I'm telling y'all, that tune makes me so happy. I'm just in here dancing. I'm telling you. Like, so listen, family, the artist is uh, Julie E. Gordon. And she just shared with me uh, this morning that she wants our sisters with voices on this track singing with her singing yeah no um you know so i i i'm really excited to see how this song develops um i definitely want in on this collab okay oh my goodness so guys you can find sister julie on hebrewconnect.com again hebrewconnect.com and she wants to connect brothers and sisters with musical talent to come in and do songs of praise and worship and truth together. Okay. Again, her name is Julie E. Gordon, and she can be found on HebrewConnect.com. And shout out to my Moray Duane. I'm so happy for him. Um, it's it's such a treat to see one of our very own uh develop a successful social media platform. I'm telling y'all in a minute, we ain't going to have to be nowhere else and go nowhere else, but right to Hebrew connect to connect with one another. Hallelujah. All right, family, let's go. Verse 24. Okay. So anyway, and y'all know just like worldwide, everybody is experiencing layoffs and cutbacks and things of that nature. So just be patient y'all and Stay prayed up and stay faithful. I'm actually kind of thankful for the two weeks that I have home because um, we go back for peak season in about two more weeks. Um, They're going to keep me after peak season. No, I done been through too much with UPS for them to just, you know, reduce me to a seasonal worker. I'm not, not trying to hear it. They're going to keep me <laughs> in Yahusha's name. I claim it. Um. But yeah, so like I said, I am kind of glad because I get to do the feast days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I I am I have to do them a little bit early. I'm not going to lie. But I feel like none of us are really 100% on target with the, the dates and times that we do observe. Like today, I'm actually acknowledging um the time for atonement to afflict your souls. Uh, so even though we do know that Yahusha Hamashiach, he was the final atonement for our sins, I still do believe that there is a time that we need to go in um, with heartfelt prayer and fasting because we still sin. We still do things that we should not think things we should not say things we should not. And I don't think that we should just take for granted um, the atonement of Yahusha and be like, OK, well, you know, he's high for us already so I can sin. So I still believe that there is time to afflict our souls and repent and ask for the Holy Spirit to strengthen us so that we may walk perfect before the Father. Amen. All right. Okay. Let's get back to the reading. Genesis 11, chapter 24, reading from the uh, Brenton's Septuagint translation. And it reads, and Nahor lived 179 years and begot Thara. And Nahor lived after he had begotten Thara, and hundred and twenty-five years. 
and begot sons and daughters, and he died. And Thara lived 70 years and begot Abram. So now, what do we know Abram's father's name to be? Terah, right? But the Greeks, they translated it Thara, T-H-A-R-R-H-A, okay? Thara, Terra. all right. Verse 26, and Thara lived 20, I'm sorry, he lived 70 years and begot Abram and Nahor and Aran. He was kind of young when he had Abram, right? Because a lot of, a lot of them, they, they was a hundred and something before they had their kids. He was a young dad. <laughs> All right, verse 27. And these, the generations of Thara, Thara begot Abram and Nahor and Aran, and Aran begot Lot. Yo, me and my kids be having a joke. We be like, what if we older than we think we are? Because now y'all know Daniel 7.25 says that they would think to change the dates and the times and stuff like that. What if a year is way less than 12 months? What if what if it's a year like every four months or like every eight months? So from the time that I was born, 45 years ago, according to this 12-year calendar, how old would I be if it was a year every every eight months or every four months. I wouldn't be 45. I'm not about to sit here and play like I, I, I do math like that. You know what I'm saying? But um, y'all jump in the comment section. <laughs> jump in the comment section. All right? Here's a math riddle for you. Let's go with four months first, right? If every four months was a new year and I was born so-called 45 years ago in 1978 and we are now in so-called 2023 how old am i and then here's the second one if a year was every eight months and not 12 because i don't agree that a year is 12 months that's them that's what they say i i agree more to like eight months i would say like a year is every eight months is a new year i don't know i don't know why i feel like that but i just do um, so how old would I be if I was born in 1978 and this is 2023 and every eight months was a new year? How old would I be? Put it in the comment section. All right. So here we go. Verse 28. And Aaron died in the presence of Thara. And I'm saying that name wrong. And Arhan is Arhan, not Aran. And Arhan died in the presence of Pharaoh, his father, in the land in which he was born, in the country of the Chaldees. And Abram and Nahor took to themselves wives. The name of the wife of Abram was Sarah, and the name of his wife, I'm sorry, and the name of the wife of Nahor. Machla or Maucha, it says Maucha, M-A-L-C-H-A, daughter of Arhan. And he was the father of Malka, the father of Jeska, 
Mm -hmm. and, and Sarah was barren and did not bear children. And Tharah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son, the son Aran, Arhan. Ooh, they write funky. This just sounds crazy. I'm sorry. The son of his son and Sarah, his daughter-in-law, the wife of Abram, his son, and led them forth out of the land of the Chaldees to go into the land of Hanan. And they came as far as Hanan, uh -uh, Haran. They came as far as Haran and dwelt there. And all the days of Thara in the land of Haran were 205 years, and Thara died in Haran. All right, y'all. So I'm going to say this. And, you know, I really, I don't care if people agree or don't agree. But y'all need to read the book of Jasher concerning uh, the stories of the beginning, okay? You get the full backstory of Father Abraham, okay? And um, because they just leave so much out here in this canonized version of our text, y'all. But all right, so now we're going to go over. We're done here. We We have completed verse 32. So, and it's funny, like I said, you know, the reading that I was supposed to be doing uh, on my Bible plan would have taken me uh, from verse 1 to 27. But here with you guys, I've read the entire chapter, okay? And we are actually going to take a song break and come back with part two of the reading of the book of Genesis, chapter 11. And I'm going to be reading it from the Sefer translation. Okay, we're going to do the Sefer translation and also um, the TS 2009. I'll use both of those translations as I read. And my, te my text messages is going off right now. All right. Um, but so, guys, after this song break, I will bid you a farewell until next time, part two. So stay tuned. Y'all, and normally I would play a new song or at least a different song, but y'all know, man, me tell you, I'm telling you that y'all know is banging. So once again, here we go. Y'all know by Julie E. Gordon and family, if you want to get down on that collab, sisters with voices, even brothers who can chat, hit up Julie E. Gordon on HebrewConnect.com. That's H-E-B-R-E-W-C-O-N-N-E-C-T dot com. Y'all know. <laughs> My patois sucks, but y'all knows. Yes, he does. This is Yano by Julie E. Gordon.
fire, 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 fire. Y'all know. Yes, indeed. I'm telling y'all, that tune makes me so happy. I'm just in here dancing, I'm telling you. Like, so listen, family, the artist is uh, Julie E. Gordon. And she just shared with me uh, this morning that she wants our sisters with voices on this track singing with her, singing, yeah, no. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm really excited to see how this song develops. Um, I definitely want in on this collab. Okay. Oh my goodness. So guys, you can find sister Julie on Hebrew connect.com again, Hebrew connect.com. And she wants to connect brothers and sisters with musical talent. To come in and do songs of praise and worship and truth together. Okay. Again, her name is Julie E. Gordon. And she can be found on HebrewConnect.com. And shout out to my Moray Duane. I'm so happy for him. Um, it's, it's such a treat to see one of our very own uh, develop a successful social media platform. I'm telling y'all in a minute, we ain't going to have to be nowhere else and go nowhere else, but right to Hebrew connect to connect with one another. Hallelujah. All right, family, let's go. Verse 24.